comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like A new week means new money to be made here at the Moneyline Madness podcast. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, people of all ages, preferably above the age of 21, so you can bet. <laughs> this is the Moneyline Madness podcast. My name is Matt Cherico. I'm here with my co-host, Andy B. Andy, how we doing today on this lovely little Monday morning? I'm doing a lot better. It's a, it's a new week, fresh week, and uh, baseball is king around here right now. But, uh, yeah, we, hey, but the past in the past, we, we move on at this point. You know, things, yes. are, things are what they are. Um, let's have a good episode 41 and let's bounce back from, uh, you know, Heck yeah. whatever happened in the past. Yeah. Like I said, leave it behind you. We're, we're on to bigger and better things. It is baseball season. It is. Well, let's start with basketball. I was going to say, with that being said, <laughs> let's, start let's, with basketball. let's recap, um, the painful, you know, game six that you did have last week. Unfortunately, unfortunately we did see your Celtics fall to the golden state warriors in the NBA finals. Um, truthfully, not even much to to really be said about the the Warriors because they had played a good game, probably not a fantastic game, but the Celtics honestly, from the looks of it, just seemed to beat themselves down the stretch. Yeah, it was really it was upsetting because if the Celtics had kind of just stayed the course and stayed even with them, I think they probably win that game. Unfortunately, the Celtics went to a point where they just couldn't score, but there was a time in that game where the the Warriors couldn't couldn't shoot. So I, I honestly. It really hurts that way, and there's a couple of games that were like that, like the game that Curry didn't score, didn't mm-hmm. even shoot a three, didn't make a three, won. and they still won. Those types of games, they they definitely they hurt to think about, but you move on. I, I was kind of over it by Saturday night, like I had gotten over it, and then I realized last night, I was like, oh shit, we should be playing a game seven right now, But and it hit a little bit one more time, but it, it's over, and, and like I said before the playoffs, the Celtics don't get a pass. If they didn't make the finals, but they made the finals. This is a young team. They get this pass, but there are no more passes now. This team next year, I don't expect big changes. I know we're going to do a lot of offseason talk. I don't expect to be a part of it. <laughs> like, I don't expect the Celtics to make a big change. I know a lot of people have talked about Bradley Beal. That's just not realistic at this point. They don't yeah. have the money or the assets. There's, I have a feeling you might be in a bidding war to try to go get Bradley Beal. Like, a lot of teams are going to be in that bidding war. So, that's not realistic, but yeah, there's not going to be major changes. But for the Celtics, they don't need major changes. They I was going to say, there. truthfully, you just you finally you get that head coach that you finally you know really dial in on. You realize that he could lead your team yeah. on a run like this. You realize that you can have Jason and Jalen working together. Marcus is your obviously your team leader, and you found some veterans like Al to bring the intangibles. And now Rob Williams is coming into himself. You're seeing some younger guys get more of a role with the the Celtics like Derek White is stepping into a role of his own as a sixth man so it's uh it's definitely not something you want to just shake up for no reason you know you finally found that lightning in a bottle let's may as well ride it out until until you can yeah I don't know if Derek White survives the offseason to be honest with you because I I know he was traded he was traded for I guess to be an all-around guy but if they get an opportunity to like upgrade at point guard because I know like Marcus is a great point guard don't get me wrong but there's a lot of guys that are going to be out there that could be like a true point guard. You move Marcus back to shooting guard. Maybe that helps the fact that the team turns the ball over like like it's nothing. If you have a true point guard like that, I think that can definitely help. But really, that's that's not going to be a wholesale change. So, I mean, really, it was a great season. Ime, Ime seems like a really good coach. I mean, 
I know it was at the end. It was kind of like there's nothing he can do. He had to take two timeouts in the span of 30 seconds. I mean, those types of things you can't get over. His team turns the ball over too much. That, that, and it wasn't 18, like it was 18 turnovers, right? Like yeah. that was just it was something. Gross. And it's not like it's it's a bad pass or two. Like Jalen Brown can't dribble to his left. Like those types of things that that need to be worked on. And I'm sure they will work on him. So, hey, cheers to a great season. I mean, there's nothing you can say. No, literally, they overachieved in pretty much every aspect. You, you like from what, did they? Did you guys make it as like what a eight, seven or eight seed last season? Last right? year they were the uh, I think seven. I, was Brooklyn the one? We lost to Brooklyn. They got swept. Okay. By Brooklyn, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But e- like either way, you were a low seed, and then to come and then make the NBA finals, like that's just that's incredible. So, I mean, and especially after. What would the you guys hard start? Twenty and say, twenty and twenty one. Five hundred. Yeah, yeah, you were a game under five hundred, and then you went on a run of being. I think it was like twenty five and two, yeah. something similar like, to that. It was insane. So, hey, there's memories that I know a lot of Celtics fans will never forget. And no, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a group that uh, you definitely became kind of emotionally attached to. Yeah. As the season went on, and uh, it's understandable because when you, mm. like I said, when you find that lightning in a bottle, man, it's really like. As a fan, it's so exciting, and when that's gone, it definitely yeah. feels a little bit deflating. So I understand your feelings in that, and yeah. I definitely would be a little bit upset. But like you said, um, there's a lot of cornerstones to this team yeah. now that you see, and going into next year, you guys are set up great for another, you know, good run next season. Yeah, it's um, it's also a lot of love to the Warriors. I'll give them a lot of love because it, Steph Curry is amazing. Dude, it's Steph tough. Curry is incredible, bro. He's different. And Draymond, too. Draymond on Twitter. I, what a follow, Draymond on Twitter. It's very fun. They were all going at people on Twitter. Clay went on. Clay went at Jaron Jackson. Clay I don't was know if coming he knew. crazy, bro. The thing is, is did he know it was Jaron Jackson? Because, like, Jaron Jackson's not a nobody. Like, he said some guy on the Grizzlies. Like, that's yeah, not just like, some yo, guy. That's the second best player. Like, no, literally. And he was calling him, like, you're trash or, like, yeah. you're a clown, bro. You're a bum. Like, like, come on. Yeah. Clay like, was coming absolutely <laughs> sideways at these guys. I kind of liked it though. Clay was talking yeah. shit. Although the NBA. Clay the NBA. didn't necessarily it. play his ass off to deserve this, but I guess when your wingman is Steph Curry, yeah. you kind of can do whatever you feel like it. So oh, yeah. uh, I get it. I get it. At the yeah. same time that he's being a little bit of a scumbag, I understand. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. talking about Draymond's tweets. Those are ridiculous. Like Draymond it's is funny. out here wild, and they're hilarious. But can we also talk about John ja Moran? His tweets, re- like replying to that and telling Draymond, "Oh, come to the trenches in Memphis." Like, bro, he's so corny to me, bro. Yeah. I can't. I really can't. The, they were talking about a game that is 187 days away. They're talking about a Christmas Day game, and they are. It, it's la- It's actually very funny. First of all, everybody knows the team that wins the NBA Finals plays at home, and second of all, the NBA is not putting a game in Memphis. On Christmas. On Christmas. Like, yeah. what, bro? And, like, the game, the game's 187 days away. I didn't look up. I didn't look it up just because of this. I already know how many days. I'm counting it down in my head. But you can think that's weird, but deal with it. But, <laughs> yeah, um, they were literally, that was very funny. But also, Tremont put yesterday, uh, getting ready for Game 7. That made me laugh. Even as a person who was upset that there was no Game 7, I found that very funny. Some people are just great at Twitter. I He's mean, a troll. He's a certified yeah. troll. And then you got people like John Morant who just take it too seriously, bro. Like, literally relax a little bit. He's talking about guns and like, oh, I back up my talk. Like, no, I'm not letting the money change me. You know, like, always been about this life. Yeah. Like, 
Come on, dude. He I don't know if you saw people replying, but this guy had a full size basketball court in his front yard as a kid. Like he was not from the trenches yeah. or struggling no. at all. No, his dad dad doesn't isn't his dad the one that looks like Usher? <laughs> like yeah. exactly like Usher. Yeah. It's um it's wild. I don't know. John, someone needs to take away Jaws like Twitter. Just suspend yeah. him. Elon if Elon wants to suspend him from Twitter, that would be fantastic because i can't take any more corny job we do love watching him though he's fun to watch he's fun to watch but like and that's the thing like i enjoy him as a player so for him to come out and then just be an absolute like sack of shit on the internet just pisses me off so much bro like it actually gets me so annoyed that he's that corny yeah you want to talk about another guy who we all love to watch on the court, but is oh, yeah, kind just, of a sack of shit off the court? So I'm waking up on a Monday morning, hopping on here just to start player hating. Like, this is crazy, but yeah. I'm going to, dude. Kyrie Irving, the news comes out today that him and the Brooklyn Nets front office are talking about potential relocation slash, you know, not agreeing to terms and all that. So I, I, don't I don't know how that works, honestly. They have to be offering him less than four years because, like, a max contract. You don't like in the NBA. You don't negotiate terms. You mm. get the max if you're Kyrie Irving. So that has to just be they don't want him there as long as he wants to be there. Fine. The three teams that were listed were Lakers, Knicks, and Clippers. I was just gonna say, bro. I'm not I don't ask you. Like, would you even cons- would you want that? Because do I want a guy thing. that plays, bro? Like, obviously, talented player talented when he's on the court but do i want a guy who plays 40 games max and then also isn't like bro i've Kyrie could drop the ball and retire tomorrow and i wouldn't be surprised about it like that's the thing basketball isn't a priority to him and the one thing never was it never exactly like it really like it may have like seemed like it was when he was with lebron but right now basketball clearly isn't a priority to Kyrie. I don't really want a guy that's not focused on winning my team a championship, especially in New York. Like, if he can't handle the bright lights of Brooklyn, which are basically a couple fucking flashlights like getting held over yeah. your head, then you're not going to be able to handle Madison Square Garden, pal. Yeah, well, like, I just can't. Oh, this guy annoys me so much, bro. Let me say this to you, because I know the Lakers were listed, and that's very unrealistic, but what would you say to... I mean, you would have to just swap Russell Westbrook and Kyrie, and then you'd have to the Lakers would have to sell like give every pick they have, which makes sense. But it would reunite two former sets of almost championship winning and a championship winning duos. And I think honestly, I don't know if it's better who it's better for if they did that, but I, it's definitely better for the Lakers. I could see it because there was a few years ago when it was the Chris Paul situation he got flipped for russell westbrook and i was like that happens like that that's the only the nba that happens you never mm-hmm. see two stars flip for each other in any other yeah. sport but in that like i never thought it was possible until that now i kind of think that would make sense i don't know the money aspect i'm not that guy but that's the situation that i think would be really cool for russell gets him out of la because let's be honest nobody wants him there then again bro he sucks bro like i cannot get behind russ do you think he'd be better with kd now like i know he loved playing with kd i don't know how their relationship is off the court but like they loved playing together and you know lebron would kill for the chance to play with Kyrie again so the only 
the only, no, absolutely. The only reason that I'm seeing any sort of light when it comes to Russ going to Brooklyn is because what is Russ like worse? Actually, bro, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was going to say he at least Russ sucks on defense. He would have Ben Simmons to at least cover yeah. some of that defense. But you're telling me you're going to put a lineup out there of Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook not being able that's to shoot. the issue. And that's not even talking about like Lamarcus but, Aldridge or Blake Griffin playing the five. Well, uh, well, that's well, they have Claxton, too. But you can another guy that's not putting up jumpers, though. Well, you can you can make up for that by having a lineup of Russ and Ben Simmons have KD and Joe Harris. I mean, those are two guys who could shoot threes. Joe Harris absolutely was absolutely atrocious. this past Defensively, that's a terrible line. I mean, Nick Claxton's a good defender, but other than that, not very good defensively for Russ. Uh, Ben Simmons is a solid defender. KD can play defense when he wants to, but like. That would be good. But that was the first thing that came to mind was putting those two duos back together. The Clippers, not realistic. They have way too much money in Paul George and Kawhi. And I don't know who the other teams are, honestly, that even Kyrie would consider playing for. He's not going back to play in Cleveland. He's not going to a low market team. Maybe Miami. Let me I was gonna say, let me tickle your fancy a little bit. What about Denver? Nah, he's not no. Hear me he out, though. Not, I don't think him, he, I, I think it fits. Jokic, bro, it would be such a good fit. Denver is one piece away like that. Yeah, they are, but I don't think he's playing in Denver. Yeah, I, don't I know. think he, he wants to be in a big market city. That's which just is so weird, weird because he it is because he's such a low key market. guy. But I think the best fit of a big market team is Miami. Otherwise, I mean, Miami could use him. They could get rid of Kyle Lowry's contract. But, but honestly, I'm not. I'm not quite sure in that situation. But. Yeah, it's weird because he is such a low-key guy. You would think being in a small market would help, but I don't think he wants to be in a small market. I could be wrong. I don't know him personally. It's so odd. Could, could be wrong. I'm, I'm just tired of, like, the whole drama surrounding Kyrie. Like, I don't even care about the whole vaccine thing. Like, that's whatever. If he wants to get it, if he doesn't want to get it, you know, we don't discriminate around here. But I just want a guy that's getting paid this much money to play basketball, to play basketball in a, like, in a sense that your team needs you. Like, Brooklyn's season was very obviously thrown off course yeah. because of what was going on with Kyrie. They didn't make as big of a playoff push, probably because, like, somewhat in part of that reason. You know, you don't have any team chemistry with him. You're paying the guy a shit ton of money, so it's not like you could bring in other guys. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like Kyrie is invested in basketball. And, and they lost James career. Harden because of him. That too, they, exactly. They lost because of him. I mean, they also still have KD because of him. I don't know how this affects KD because I know KD loves Kyrie as a person and wants to play with him, I would assume. But if you lose Kyrie and then KD starts to want to leave, that's where it becomes it. But at that point, I think they'd re- just rebuild again. I feel like looking back on this whole Brooklyn situation, they're going to look back and say, we should have kept the guys that we had. Because if you don't want a ring out of this, you sold your soul and you didn't do anything. Because they had a really good core there. They had a three-headed granted, monster. Granted, all of them would have had to be paid and they'd be overpaid in Brooklyn. Like, D'Angelo Russell's solid. Oh, great you're talking about play. these guys. Yeah, Karis yeah. LeVert, like, uh, yeah, Karis Jared LeVert, Allen. Spencer Dinwiddie would have had to be paid. He probably would have been gone by now. But they're going to look back on it. I think I... Granted, I don't know what Kyrie's plan is, but I think they're going to look back on this and say, we messed up here. I'd agree. I mean, even right now, they're probably looking back on this past season and being like, how could we have handled this better? Just because 
how do you go from James Harden, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving to getting swept in the first round? Yeah, that's I mean, insane to me. I know everybody was saying it as like a knock on these guys, and but it's true. I mean, KD, the team that KD left was in the finals, and the team that Kyrie left was in the finals. So, I mean, that shows the teams that they didn't, they wanted to beat, wound up passing them again because both of those teams, in the meantime, kind. I mean, the Celtics didn't really go through a rebuild. The Warriors had two uh, two lottery picks. I want to say they had a lottery pick, and then they had they missed the bubble, they missed the play. Like yep. they went through a, kind of a rebuild in that Hell, sense, dude. but kept the core. So, yep. So I mean that's on that's on those guys though. That summer is it's, so weird though. That summer yeah, was so weird. It's but. it's possible to rebuild. I mean at the same time though they did have that was the season we talked about it on most sports TV a couple weeks ago that Curry was out for like yeah how long like he missed like fifty games that season. Clay mm-hmm. obviously was out for the whole year. Draymond yeah, that was a bubble leading, year, right? Yeah. yeah, Draymond isn't leading your team in that aspect. So like it is what it is. But. They but came what did out it get him? Got him. James yeah, I was Wiseman. gonna say, got them James Wiseman. It got them Johnny Kamenga. It got yeah. them Moses Moody. Like, they got know, them Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. Like they're <laughs> in a they were in a great spot. That's them because, signing D'Angelo Russell made them a champion again. Because yeah. I never saw the fit. I was like, what the hell? And then they knew we could flip them, and they flipped them for a really good rook, a uh, really good young guy now, and Andrew Wiggins who just helped them win a final. So, Bob just Myers, get, man. just get those guys. Yeah, Bob Myers and Brad Stevens. They're smart guys. Smart, smart fellas. They both look not hard. fart smellers. <laughs> All right, I, I don't know. I, I, do you want to talk more basketball? I don't. I think we could save the rest of our basketball talk yeah. for our our yeah. draft preview. Oh um, yeah, take a little a little break from all the this basketball. This is like your content. this is your Christmas. This is a big day for the Knicks every year when the this, draft comes. I mean, I guess not we're the, we're the eleven though. pick, but yeah, sure. you know, I'm gonna save my my uh my hot takes for thursday because i was about to come come a little scenario that could happen but i'm gonna save it all for thursday's episode we are gonna be moving on i got some baseball picks i know andy's got baseball picks and let's not forget at the end of the day this is moneyline madness so we're gonna be all about making that dough just because basketball season is coming to an end or has came to an end does not mean we are not out here Making you all that motherfucking money. So here we are with some MLB picks. Andy, let me hear the first one on your card. Well, I have the team's jersey on, so I'll uh, I'll put it in there. The the Mets play again today. A weird wraparound series. It's it started Friday. It goes to Monday. This is very odd. Uh, they lost yesterday. It was a tough one. So I got them winning by uh, uh, two runs again. Granted, it's going to be tougher. They're still. Not sure who's pitching. I think Dave, David Peterson looks like he's going to. I know at any minute he could have to leave. So it's going to be a tough one, but I've got him winning by two runs. So Marlins, they need they need a lucky hit to win games. They're not a very good team. So uh, plus 126 for minus one and a half is great value, and I think it's uh, – I'd expect it today. Day game. No, I, I, definitely, uh, I definitely like that pick. When you come in and you look at the other side of the ball, I know Peterson had lost his last start. That was the one that I was uh, actually tailing him on. I was looking for him to go four now, and he ended up three and one. It is yeah, one that that game too. Yeah, yeah. Oof, not a good yeah, game. We won't even, you know, pa- past in the past. Um, you look on the other side of the ball, with Miami, and they're throwing out Timmy Raj, and he's got a five point eight ERA. So I mean, I really like the Mets in this scenario, just based on the fact that they're home. The Marlins, like you said, they rely on a lot of that big hit. And when you're a team like the Mets, who have all around way better talent wise than the the Marlins, I could see a two run win coming, you know, easier than uh, most would think when you have a fill in on the mound. When you're a team like the Mets that has a lineup like that, winning by two runs isn't that far fetched off a guy with a six ERA. 
So I see your. Uh, did, you, did you see how the Marlins scored four runs yesterday? The guy's first career hit was a grand slam. If that's oh, the type I, did, stuff, I saw his dad going nuts in the stands. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that has to happen for you to win games. I feel really good about the Mets taking three or four today. <laughs> so, All right, well, hey man, I, I but it was a nice home run though. It was. It was. It was a nice hit. And congrats on the guy and oh, his dad yeah. for that that moment. That's a bigger than baseball type of moment. So oh, I definitely. Yeah fuck with that on father's day happy father's day by the way on father's day yeah (laughs) happy father's day to all of our uh money line madness dads out there i know mr brucato is listening happy father's day to the og (laughs) i got one for you a little uh san diego padres going up against the arizona diamondbacks i'm taking padres minus one and a half that's plus plus 138 i was looking at that game and i was pretty intrigued by darvish strikeouts and a win but then I looked and I saw that it was six plus or seven plus strikeouts in a win for the same value as a run line. Yeah. You know, why do that when you could go with the obviously better team for minus one and a half at plus 138 better odds? I'm going to be riding with the Padres. They're at home tonight. The Diamondbacks absolutely suck. So, like, this really isn't um, this isn't a sweater. Like, this is not no. the, what, the pick that I'm no. going to be sweating tonight. Um, According to the odds presented by Bovado, we have. Right now, 79% of bets are coming in for the Padres, and they opened at minus 195. So the line actually moved in their favor, and bets have gone on them more. So I don't know. Uh, It's just so obvious. Like, we say it all the time. Run lines are the best money makers to go with, in our opinion. So minus one and a half for the San Diego Padres. Like, hammer that one home for me. I like that one. Uh, The Padres did get some... Actually, good news, I guess. Um, Machado looked like he would have broke his ankle, looked like he snapped his ankle. It was, was just a scary. sprain. So, I mean, yeah. he'll be back Marcus in a Smart type week. It was, I mean, Marcus Smart always does that, but like he's never seriously hurt. Like he'll yeah. do it like eight times in a season and it'll never break. Like, yeah, but if Tatis did it, he'd be in yeah, well, a he'd literal be, body cast for, for years. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. another pick for me? Let me, let me, I, I'm, I'm going to go with your boys. I, I didn't know if we were skipping them. I'm, yeah, I got you guys minus one and a half. I mean, they I lost. They I lost yesterday, it. so they're gonna lose. They're gonna win four in a row. I mean, it. Oh, rough amazing. game yesterday. I mean, it was. I mean, I shouldn't game, say a rough yeah. game because you put up eleven hits and nine runs. So it was like oh. overall, the offense is still just flowing. But the bullpen, we this was one of the first times this season that we saw the Yankees bullpen collapse. Wandy yeah. Peralta gave up just a shot. You had um, your boy um, Miguel Castro. He came in and gave up a grand slam that. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, Joely Rodriguez gave up a, a pretty big run yesterday, too. So. Okay, so I guess it really no, was nobody's winning that, that trade. That trade yeah. never made sense to me, so. No, it didn't. I think you guys just want a lefty, truly. That, that was really Two the only thing. Both of them are unpitchable at this moment. Oh, yeah, but Castro is a lefty. But he, yeah. No, 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 Castro's not a lefty. He's not. We have oh. lefties in our bullpen. Both of them are unpitchable. So, oh, yeah. And, right, don't worry. Trevor May will be back very soon. Don't he's even sweat, bro. <laughs> We're gonna I, need well, to I know, but he <laughs> plays Fortnite, so don't even sweat. Oh, he does play Fortnite. I know you're a big <laughs> Fortnite guy. That's the only reason he was in my mind. <laughs> that, that was literally it. Uh, I got some more picks for you. I got two pitchers, actually, today on my card. The first one being Max Freed over five and a half strikeouts today against the San Francisco Giants. Giants are poo-poo butt, stinky poo-poo. Ooh. And that comes in at minus one. Because I, I think the Giants have this one tonight. You think the Giants are winning this game? Well, yeah. here's the difference. I So, like, I don't mind you thinking that the Giants can win because I know that the Braves have been a hot hand. The Giants can somewhat be that team that can stop that. That is the reason. I was Because I was looking at those lines, and mm-hmm. I'm like, do I want to take the Braves' run line? 
uh, like I'm not sure if they can, you know, pull that type of win off tonight. But I really did like Max Fried's line of strikeouts sitting at five and a half. The oh, Giants strike out a shit ton. Yeah. And he's seven and two this season with a two nine ERA. He also already has above 80 strikeouts. So I feel really good about Max Fried. No, yeah, out. the strikeouts will happen. But I do want to say the Braves, they're finally going to have a week where they have to play good real teams. Yep. They played the Cubs and lost two of three this weekend. Um, their fans, I'm, listen, I said this on Twitter the other day. I'm a Georgia football fan. So I'm. this is the time of year where my two cities, they cross because the Mets and Atlanta don't get along, obviously. Their fans were so happy when they got it down to four and a half games to lead after winning like 13 straight games. I, I mean, I had to laugh. You won 13 straight games and you got it to four and a half. Like, you're still down, and now it's, I think, five and a half. Like, their fans were talking a lot of shit the other day after they beat the Pirates. They played the Cubs and lost two of three. So those types of things, when they happen, I love it because I'm a, as much as I'm a Georgia sports fan, right now I'm not. Right now I'm a New York sports fan. So a um, lot of Braves hate coming because they're probably our biggest competition right now, and they finally have to play good teams. They're playing the Giants and Dodgers back-to-back. So this will be very interesting this week. And um, <clears throat> Freddie Freeman returns Sunday. Uh, but Sunday, like you said, they got a little bit to go before he he comes back. Um, that series is going to be very interesting to see the Dodgers and obviously Freddie. Is that a, at in Atlanta? Like, is Freddie oh, yeah. This get is his... his return to Atlanta. Wow. So this Sunday, is we um, I don't know if we'll do an episode. Well, what is Sunday? Sunday is the I don't know, it's like the 26th or thing. Yeah. Sunday, maybe we'll do an episode, but if we don't, I would definitely be tweeting out. He's hitting a home run. All right. He yeah. hit a home run I the first time they I played. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, I think we that. So we're yep. definitely putting that on, on the slip. Absolutely. No, I, I could get down with it a little Freddie Freeman nonsense, a little shenanigans going on there. There's definitely bad blood, too. You know it. You know for a fact. They don't like to talk about it, but they didn't want to pay him. He wanted that contract. He wasn't messing with Acuna or some of these other guys. Um, so I, there's going to be a lot of, uh, oh, yeah. blood spilled on that field for sure. I got another, I, I talked about my two pitchers. I got one more for you. And this one is my man, Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. He is coming in. I have him over seven and a half strikeouts tonight at minus 116. The St. Louis Cardinals strike out some of the most in the league, top five in the league. And Corbin Burns has been electric this season. He's been probably their best pitcher, right? Besides, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, Hauser's been good, but Hauser's I think been in a rough stretch. Burns has definitely been Burns their guy. Consistently, really. like he's yeah. that guy. Two so, five two. So he's, yeah, no, he's been absolutely dealing. I'm riding with him all the way tonight. Yeah. Um, like you said, his record doesn't really speak for itself. He's four and four, but yeah. that ERA is really where you know you see him yeah. thrive. They have let him down somewhat when he's been on the mound, but. Listen, 2.5 ERA with 100 Ks on the season. I'm expecting him to keep that up against a team like St. Louis. Who he's in my uh, yeah, he's in my same game parlay. I had uh, I have I have him getting nine plus because I saw him the other day against a team that doesn't strike out much to the Mets, and he struck out I think eight today. Cardinals they do you like you said they do strike out a lot, and I have the Bre- uh, the Brewers Brewers uh, winning by uh, one and a, uh, minus one and a half because uh, Miles Michaelis is really good, but. He, to me, he's kind of a ticking time bomb at this point. When is it going to be? When does he explode? When does he have his implosion? And, and that's mean to say, but probably. No, I, I understand. I think he kind of thrives off bad yeah. National League 
hitting. Yeah, I, and, like, and I, I want to be clear. The Brewers do not have a good lineup at all. Like They they did just cut Lorenzo Cain. I was going to say, he's helped. that bad that he got he was in a 170. With a lot of credit to them, they did give him his 10 years of service and then cut him. But the, like Yelich is their best, like their best hitter with oh, who is it? Uh, Renfro. And, I mean, Yelich is unplayable right now. His back he's is been so really bad. I, th- I want to say their best hitter as of late has been Colton Wong. I'm not I like he's yeah. he might be their best player at the moment. And, and um I can't think of the first baseman's name. For some he didn't play the day I went. So I oh, Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez oh, hits bombs. Yeah, yeah. Um he's been their guy. If oh, he's Hosmer. in the lineup, they'll be Hosmer. good. So I have them winning by two runs in this one, but I don't expect them to play uh that many games. Uh play well in that many games going forward because I, that division's gonna be up. I mean, they have the exact same record. So that division is gonna be up for grabs at some point. But hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's gonna the National League is gonna be really interesting when it comes down to the why or when it's teams besides the Mets and Dodgers, like who is gonna slip in there and find their way. I got one more pick for you. I am going over to the Toronto Blue Jays against the Chicago White Sox. And I'm gonna be hammering home Blue Jays minus one and a half. That comes in at plus one thirty-five. They're going up against Lance Lynn. And from previous encounters of Lance Lynn on the New York Yankees. He shits the bed whenever he has to go up against the young core of the Blue Jays, bro. Like, I swear, Gurriel, Bo- uh, Bichette, Vladdy, like, they come out and they rip this guy. Like, I cannot believe the way that Lance Lynn just lets a fastball. Like, it's hard to describe. It almost seems grooved the way that he throws some of these pitches in there. Like, you know Lance Lynn. He's a very... Yeah, two, three pitch type of guy. Like oh, he's I know not Lance fooling Lynn. you. You know Lance Lynn. Yo, like, I know he's not Lance fooling Lynn. you. No. So I think that uh, his fastball has become somewhat. To... Yeah, no, he's yeah. dude. He's been from rough. a Cy Young candidate last season. Yeah, that I don't know. They man. gave him something, the contract too. Something is That's very. Something that we fishy. Talked, didn't, did we talk about that the other day? Was it you or did Mo say that? What? Um, whenever these guys get their big contracts, so oh, they just they like just, fall asleep. And it happened with Rendon. I mean. I love her and don't broke his again. I Marcus mean, Simeon is looking like an absolute yeah. scrub right now. It's uh, it's scary out here for these uh, big contract yeah. guys. Even Garrett looked like he had a little bit of a hangover wow. when it came to his yeah. contract. There is, a, I just saw one that FanDuel just posted a, a promotion parlay for the Mets game, and I'm actually liking it. Um, it's Mets money line, which obviously we said I think they're gonna win by two. Pete to record an RBI. And Marte and Miguel Rojas to get a hit. Those two are, are not guaranteed, but Miguel Rojas rakes off lefties. Marte has been getting a hit every game. Yeah. And Pete getting an RBI is, is pretty much every game. Well, he's 63 now, so that's actually a good one if you want to look at that one. That's a promotion, so all you got to do is hit bet now. So there you uh, go. That's a plus 502, so hey. Wow, plus 502 like for the convenience. You can't beat it. Yeah. Is that going to do it for our picks today? I don't, I'm, I'm all dry. I'm good, yeah. My bet slip's now empty, but um, uh, sh- shout out to the uh, Royals tonight. Good luck. They're facing Noah Syndergaard. Really, we got nothing else we need to say <laughs> there. So, him real quick. Good luck yeah. to them, real quick. Philly's off, so we don't have to talk shit about them. So yeah, I think we're good. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up MLM episode 41. 41. Again, thank you everybody for listening. Hope everybody had a great weekend. A happy Father's Day. We look forward to bringing you guys more content across the sports world. Obviously, we're a betting-centric um, podcast, but 
along with these MLB picks coming throughout the summer. We're going to be breaking NFL news, NBA news, really anything else that we see. Um, so don't forget, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at MLMadnessPod. We're going to be dropping live updates there as well with any more picks that we find. And I think that's going to do it for us today. Yes, Again, sir. thank you for listening. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 41. Hope you guys have a good Monday. Peace. Let's go Mets.